It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. As you join the Upfront panel here on Monday morning, it's yours truly, Dick Bouchard, on the radio since 1955, right here on WNRI. Good morning, everybody. It's no surprise Joe Biden last week vetoed a bill that would have required those who accepted federal college student loans to actually pay for them. The Supreme Court has yet to rule on the constitutionality of Biden's announcement that he personally can take such an action. Student loan payments were paused, as you may recall, at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. However, they will resume in August for anyone whose debt is not wiped out by Biden's plan. Did you know the Republican National Committee unveiled a new election strategy on Wednesday? That includes ballot harvesting in states where it's legal, which conservative activists say is kind of necessary in order to win elections in 2024. The RNC's new strategy named Bank Your Vote involves helping Republican voters cast their votes as early as possible. Something I only did in the past when I was aware that I'd be out of town and, uh, you know, wouldn't be here for the election. But I guess I'm going to have to pay attention to uh, ballot harvesting, as I've been talking about for so, well, such a long time, um, and uh, do it myself. In other words, uh, vote ahead of Election Day. All right, I, I can change what I do. Uh, Ballot harvesting is a practice, you know, where absentee ballots are collected from voters by political employees and deposited in an election office or, worse yet, a ballot drop box. And this has been strongly criticized by some Republicans in the past. Though GOP candidates and activists now say it'll be extremely important in order to win in 2024 in a related story. The governor of Mississippi, Tate Reeves, signed a bill last week that bans ballot harvesting ahead of any future elections in that state. And the head of the RNC says, we want to see laws like voter ID, which is a big deal down in Florida. She said, get rid of ballot harvesting. We don't want ranked choice voting, and neither do I. We want to fight in every state where we can. But she said, when we get to Election Day and the laws are set, we have to play with the rules on the playing ground. And that's where this initiative to ask Republicans to vote ahead of elections, like the Democrats do, is so critical. RNC Chair Rona McDaniel was on the You Hewitt Show last Wednesday. And by the way, you... Hewitt is one of four nationally known talk show hosts who are in the top 100 list who have programs here on WNRI. Hey, I never thought it would come to this, but there are questions that we must face in this poisoned political season. JDRuck.com writes, the Department of Homeland Security should have been sued for forming their Ministry of Truth instead of being let off the hook for temporarily taking it down. And any organization that promotes exposing children to sexual deviance or allowing them to permanently mutilate a minor's genitals should be sued over and over again. And he posted a list of questions that I think we must now think about answering. How's this first question? Are there two genders? My answer is yes. Should illegal aliens be allowed to cross the border and stay indefinitely? My answer is no. Were and are the COVID-19 safe and effective? I didn't think they were. That's why I never took a COVID-19 shot. If you're a regular listener, you knew that. Should children 
be exposed to sexual deviance. I say, no, no, no. Are reparations warranted? No. Is there a massive widespread voter fraud in America? I say, yes. Should students have to pay back their loans? I say, absolutely, yes. Have you ever been forgiven a loan? The only one that's ever happened here is when the SBA forgave our loan that we took during COVID-19. Should companies bow to the wokeness even if it drives away business? Well, what do you think? Can children make the decision to permanently mutilate their genitals? Absolutely not. They want to do it after they're 21 years of age? Be my guest. Should our new woke military focus on diversity or instead focus on building the strongest warfighters on the planet? And I added this one to the list. Can Joe Biden and his cronies use the Department of Justice to imprison the man who will run against him in the next election? My source for that story, by the way, was thelibertydaily.com. Former President Donald Trump has been called to appear in a Miami federal court tomorrow to face charges that he had classified documents stored at his Florida home in Mar-a-Lago. They failed to mention under lock and key. Trump issued the following statement following the sham indictment from the U.S. Department of Justice. Quote Donald Trump, the corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys that I have been indicted seemingly over the boxes hoax, even though Joe Biden had 1,850 such boxes at the University of Delaware and additional boxes, amount unknown, in Chinatown, D.C., with even more boxes at the University of Pennsylvania. And the documents were strewn all over his garage floor where he parks his Corvette and which is secured by only a garage door that is paper thin and is open much of the time when he's out driving his Corvette. No indictments for Biden, of course, as the DOJ tries to imprison the one man who can beat him in the next election. My source for that, as written, thelibertydaily.com. Hey, did you know the state of Maryland claims that it has over 94,000 transgender or binary residents in, in Maryland. And the state has a recent history of supporting LGBTQIA plus community, according to a press release. Well, did you know that in May, the Democrat governor signed the Trans Health Equity Act? That's a bill that requires Maryland Medicaid to expand its coverage of gender-affirming care. I checked and I found that Maryland has 6.1 million residents. So therefore, transgenders amount to 0.015% of the population who actually live there, according to this announcement. My source, CFP.com, Citizen Free Press, that stands for. So just how many people actually watched Tucker Carlson's first program on Twitter? Well, it was a heck of a lot more than those who actually watched him when he was on Fox. The usual number of Fox homes, as I reported to you dozens of times here on this program, is about 3 million or so. But when Carlson had his first show on Twitter last week, over 106 million people tuned in to watch it. And that's an all-time record for any program on any medium about any subject, including football. My source, citizenfreepress.com. Now, I was writing this on Thursday morning. House Republicans cancel vote to hold FBI director in contempt. Why? Well, because James Comer said that the FBI offered to let his committee review a 2020 document at the center of the standoff rather than face contempt of Congress, where he could have ended up in jail where he belongs with the January 6th Trump supporters. I would have loved to have seen how that worked out. My source, politico.com. We'll leave it to the Daily Mail, ladies and gentlemen, to have this story Friday morning. Fox News host Tucker Carlson 
will be one of the headline attractions at a Turning Point gathering that will be held in West Palm Beach, Florida next month. A day after he launched his Twitter show, the DailyMail.com announced that they can reveal that he is among the guest speakers confirmed for the group's student conference. Also on the bill is former President Donald Trump, fellow 2024 candidate Vivek Ramaswamy, and Florida Representative Matt Gates. It makes for Carlson's most high-profile event since he has left Fox News. Charlie Kirk, the founder and president of Turning Point Action, said Tucker Carlson is and remains the most powerful and influential voice in all media, regardless of the medium. County government is strong in New York State, where I own some properties. Now we have far-left mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, who, by the way, used to be a transit cop, saying he's suing 30 counties who all voted red rather than blue for not taking in illegals he's trying to get rid of. Amazingly, he brags he runs a sanctuary New York City and now is going into court to force counties that are not sanctuary places to accept illegals that he has publicly welcomed. Seriously? Adams is complaining that he now has 47,000 illegals in the Big Apple, and now he's begging for federal money to deal with the problem that he's created. New York, by the way, has 57 counties. So the former transit cop is suing more than half of the counties in the Empire State, and I can't wait to see how this worked out. By the way, uh, my story was in the Liberty Daily, and I went through the trouble to look up the name of the counties that he's suing. Rockland Orange Duchess, Onagada, Abrum, Cayuga, Chattaqua, um, uh, let's see, Shemung, Cortland, Delaware, Fulton, Genesee, Green, Herkimer, Madison, Niagara, Oneida, Orleans, Oswego, Ostego, Putnam, Rensselaer, Riverhead, Saratoga, Skohari, Schuyler, Suffolk, Sullivan, Tioga, and Warren. Good luck with that, Eric Adams. What a creep. It's another story and another week with no Nielsen top 10 ratings for either over the air or cable. So I had to resort doing my own report based on what I was able to download from showbuzz.com, showbuzzdaily.com. So I tell you what, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to uh, take a deep breath. and Then I'm going to come back and give you the results of what I found out. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expansive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out our Taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin Steak. Young or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner, all char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. Hey, thinking about uh, going to lunch today? Why don't you think about going to Grumpy's? They serve lunch at noon, seven days a week. Another Medicaid information meeting is coming Thursday, June 15th. If you or someone you know is on Medicaid, you should know that the annual Medicaid renewals resumed April 1st and will be ongoing for the next year. The most important thing Medicaid members can do right now is update their contact information so that the state can send important updates about coverage. Community Care Alliance staff will help you get it done. Just drop in at 55 Cummings Way on June 15th. Sessions are from 1 to 3 p.m. Help sessions are free and an easy way to ensure that you don't lose coverage. See you Thursday, June 15th at 55 Cummings Way, Woonsocket. Spring is here, and so is New Edge Lawns and Landscape. We're a full-service company offering general lawn maintenance, including weed control, fertilization, mowing, of course, taking care of your shrubs and hedges, de-thatching, and we'll even do landscape lighting for you. But we do more than that. 
Call us for walkways, outdoor fire pits, patios, retaining walls, just to mention a few. And we do this both for the residential and commercial customer. We're a locally owned family business, so call Matthew and have him come over and give you an idea of what New Edge Lawns and Landscape can do for your property. His number to call, 401-999-5236, and you're calling a Woonsocket-based company. We're experienced in both big and small jobs for all kinds of residential and commercial properties. Whatever your problem, dream, or need, we have the team for you. Call us today, 401-999-5236. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And I want to personally thank you very much for tuning in to the Upfront program this morning. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard. On the radio here on WNRI since 1955, November of 1955 to be exact, when Joe Britt hired me to uh, be a full-time employee of this station. Hey, it's around 67 degrees right now and it's getting warmer by the minute. And uh, how about yesterday? Wasn't yesterday a beautiful day? Hey, starting off um, with um, Saturday as I move to the... Show Buzz daily reports as to who is watching what and how many. So let's look at Saturday. Well, nothing was broadcast on Saturday that reached 5 million homes. And why do I use 5 million homes? And that is what I call my benchmark. Anything over 5 million homes looks like a reasonable audience. Now, on Sunday, the only network getting into more than 5 million homes was ABC. And what did they have on? Well, they had the NBA Finals. I think that's bas- B stands for basketball, which uh, hit more than 11 million homes. But nothing else even reached 5 million homes. And then on Monday, nothing hit that 5 million benchmark. But on Tuesday, one program on NBC was a hit with more than 6.1 million homes tuned in to watch. Guess what? America's Got Talent. Moving on to Wednesday, ABC once again hit over 11 million homes with more NBA finals. And then there was no report available for Thursday and Friday. So looking at one night on cable... I use 1 million homes for cable as a baseline. And far and away, Fox News is the winner. With 17 of the 26 channels on my list with more than a million homes. For example, on Tuesday night, the surprise was the History Channel coming in third place behind Fox News, the five, with 2.5 million homes followed by Jesse Waters with 1.8 million homes. History's Secret Skinwater Ranch placed third with 1.7 million homes, just inching out Sean Hannity, who placed fourth, and his program got into 1.7 million homes. All right. So what do you think of that? (laughs) I don't know. Um... By the way, did anybody in our audience get to watch those Tony Awards last night? Uh, I'm going to be reporting next week on how many endured that torture. Um, I'm watching a pretty good Netflix series called The Night Agent. It's all about an FBI agent who has an office in the basement of the statehouse. Of the White House, kind of, I was going to say, kind of reminds me when my office uh, at the State House was in the basement also. Today is June 12th, and you know what's due this week? Your quarterly estimate tax payments. Are you lucky? You may have to meet a taxes due deadline four times a year these days. The deadline for your first quarterly tax bill is Thursday, June 15th. You might want to make a note of it because, frankly, I forgot to do it last year and I had to pay a penalty. So uh, I thought I'd remind you, if you have quarterly tax payments due, you've got to do it before Thursday. Now, my faithful listeners, I bet most of you didn't know that President Donald Trump 
was speaking to the Republican GOP convention in Georgia last Saturday. Of course you didn't. Addressing supporters and voters on the heels of the latest politically motivated indictment against him. The current GOP frontrunner, that's him, Donald Trump, was undaunted by the recent lawsuits and he took aim at the political establishment saying that advocates for the status quo are against him in order to line their own pockets. Trump said this baseless indictment of me by the Biden administration's weaponized Department of Justice will go down as among the most horrific abuses of power in the history of our country. Many people have said, and I agree with him, that uh, as uh, I recall, the FBI squashed similar charges against, guess who? Hillary Clinton. Even some Democrats have said this vicious prosecution is a travesty of justice. You're watching Joe Biden. Think of it. Joe Biden is trying to jail his leading political opponent, an opponent that's beating him by a lot in the polls. This is just like they do in Stalinist Russia or communist Russia. Trump said it's no different. Trump was clear about the situation with the three cases he's facing. One in New York with Democrat AG Alvin Bragg and the two cases Biden's DOJ is seeking to prosecute. He said, our country has gotten very bad, remarking that the past three years have seen so many changes since his time as president. He said during his term, the nation was energy independent, had no inflation, had low taxes, low interest rates, and was the greatest economy in history. Now all those things have been reversed by a corrupt president that cares more about Making mine, making sure that minors can undergo sex changes than ensuring the country's success and future. Now the Marxist left is once again using the same corrupt DOJ and the same corrupt FBI and the attorney general and local district attorney, attorneys to interfere with our elections at a level that our country and few countries have ever seen before. They're cheating, they're crooked, they're corrupt. These criminals cannot be rewarded. They must be defeated. You have to defeat after defeat because in the end, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in their way. Yet, here I am. Think of it, he said. We had Russia, Russia, Russia. Total fake, right? It all came out as a fake. It was all made up by Hillary Clinton. The dossier was by Clinton and others in the Democratic DNC. So we had Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 the no collusion Mueller witch hunt. They found after two and a half years, there wasn't any collusion. Then we have the impeachment hoax. Hoax number one about a hearsay, about a, a perfect phone call. Remember that? Then Pelosi dreams up. Another impeachment hoax number two, the illegal censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop from hell. Remember that? The lap. Well, there were 51 central intelligent agents who falsely claimed in writing that it was Russian disinformation. And now everybody knew that it wasn't true. They knew it wasn't true. That now has become another big scandal. And then there was another form of cheating on the election, he questioned. Are we going to let these communists destroy America, or are we going to destroy elections? Well, <laughs> they go by a different name these days, uh, fascists, Marxists. Never forget the demented persecution of our movement and what it's all about. It's a demented persecution. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know we are the only ones we're going to be able to stop them. We are a failing nation. We are a nation in decline. And now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement. Trump said we're not going to let it happen. It's totally corrupted. This is the final battle, the most important election we've ever had. 
Trump proclaimed. My hat tip to LibertyDaily.com and ThePostMillennial.com. And by the way, Trump's talk, in case you didn't know, was carried live on C-SPAN and Newsmax and was totally ignored by the mainstream medium, as usual. So that's why I just gave you some excerpts from it. If Joe Biden licks an ice cream cone, it's on ABC, NBC, and CBS. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. Hi, you're next on WNRI. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're on the air. You're on. All right. Yeah, you want to go? Yeah, you know, whistle. Goodbye. Whistle. Goodbye. Hi, you're next on WNRI. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought. Okay. Let me get right into it. Um, I, I'm so glad that you do that, um, Mr. Bouchard. The problem is that half the country actually doesn't know crap about what's going on. And I'm still dealing with how do we do that. I think we just keep doing what we're doing. But mm -hmm. um, I wanted to mention two things very briefly. First of all, um, I saw on TV, this, you're not going to believe this, if people don't think that there is severe mental health issues after seeing that crazy guy that was in the Biden nuclear administration, a man bald with a mustache with lipstick stealing women's clothes. And this guy was part of our defense system. So if, if you don't realize that we are in nut city right now um, and spread the word, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to spread the word. The other thing I want to I'm tell not afraid. you is, no, no, you you are unafraid, man. You are an unafraid person. And you know what, Dick? You and your brother built a business, and I, kudos to you. I know a lot of people who did not go to college, worked their heinies off, and made a lot more money than I ever did. And you know what? I don't resent that. I resent Nancy Pelosi. I resent corrupt Joe Biden. But I don't resent, resent the Bouchards and all the other people I know that made money. Let Thank me just you. quickly say this. I was with two young people, mixed races, in McDonald's over the weekend. A young man came in dressed, if I could say this in the... He was dressed like a... Um, at, at maybe a 19th century um, elite in England. Right. A little bit Make your point, please. Yeah. And, well, anyway, biggest Trump supporter you ever heard. Okay, thank you, Dick. Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate Bye. it. Bye-bye. And you're next on WNRI. Go ahead. Well, sorry about that earlier uh, attempt at doing the boss's mate whistle. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, welcome. Do that. Hey, how, how you doing? You? How's North it's Carolina? Good, good. I didn't expect you to answer so quick. I threw a half a walnut in my mouth. Well, I'm going to try to talk that's, and chew. That's not a problem. I try to make the calls quick because I got so much prepared here. Go ahead. Okay, I just want to say this. If everyone is watching clearly and has been following clearly, everything that Trump has been accused of has been reversed. And as all of these indictments or claims of Russia hoax, all of that, when he said he was going to take the slings and arrows, he wasn't talking about any physical thing that was going against him. No, no. <laughs> he's, he's, trapping, he's trapping the deep state every time. Look what happened with the taxes. Mm -hmm. Oh, they didn't. He, he made them go to the Supreme Court because once it goes to the Supreme Court and they allow it to occur, what does that open the gate to? It opens the gate to the new presidents. Presidents, excuse me. The presidents is now... You mean presidents. Be, yeah, right. Go yes, ahead. that's the word I was trying to work on. Thank <laughs> no <you>. problem. <laughs> but the, the reason that he's doing that is to be able to turn it around on them, and they know it. That's why they're trying so hard, because once the final... We have crossed the line of departure You're in right. this battle. And so did Trump say that. I appreciate your call, and thanks for calling in from Carolina. Aye, aye, sir. Welcome to the new republic. At ease. <laughs> okay. All right. 
So let's get back to, I, I wanted you to know that just hours before Trump spoke at the Georgia convention, I bet you didn't know that Trump then flew to North Carolina. Yeah, we're just talking to North Carolina. He was there Saturday night where he was a guest speaker at their convention saying, quote, we will beat the vultures in the Washington, D.C. swamp to make America great again. He noted the average American has lost $7,400 in purchasing power. U.S. communities have been flooded with millions of illegal aliens. And he blamed Joe Biden for reopening the southern borders that he had done his best to close. And Trump promised on day one he will unleash American energy and we will rapidly beat back inflation. Presidential hopeful Governor Ron DeSantis also spoke at that same North Carolina GOP convention. On Friday night, and former Vice President Mike Pence also spoke on Saturday as well. This according to TheHill.com, my source, Breitbart.com. Denver, Colorado. I'm sure you know this is a liberal paradise, but did you know that a Denver councilwoman who had endorsed repatriations had suggested that white-owned businesses be taxed more to help minority ones when she was running for re-election was her platform. She said, oh, it wasn't part of my re-election platform, claiming that her comments, which were clipped and posted by libs on TikTok, were not actual policy. Yet, to avoid offending her progressive supporters, Ms. Candy Sidabaka did certify and clarify that she remained an advocate of this policy in her newsletter last month. Well, anyway, Denver City Council member Candy Sidibella-Baca, who ran for re-election, got beat. The liberals in Denver finally woke up, and she lost the election by nearly 22 points. Hard to find this story, but I found it for you on politicalsignal.com. And did you know that the Los Angeles City Council last week made the sanctuary city additionally safe for criminal illegal aliens to shield them from arrest by ICE immigration authorities? I bet you didn't know that they declared Los Angeles a sanctuary city a long time ago. California today has the largest illegal alien population in the country with nearly 3.3 million illegal aliens residing in the sanctuary state. I researched this yesterday and I found that left-wing Berkeley actually became the first city in the United States to declare itself a sanctuary city back in 1971. How about Coachella? It's a 97% Latino community. They declared themselves sanctuary in 2015. Los Angeles actually made the declaration in 1979. That was well ahead of those idiots in San Francisco who declared it a sanctuary city in 1989. Other sanctuary cities in California, in case you wanted to know what they are, well, and by the way, uh, California became a sanctuary state in 2017. Here are the cities that are sanctuary in California. Huntington Beach, Seaside, and Williams. My source, worldpopulationview.com and breitbart.com. Now, aren't you glad you tune in? W1RI to get all this information. Kay Akasher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kay Akasher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kay Akasher to consult with on your your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. 
Let's talk about auto insurance. Does your current policy provide a claim satisfaction guarantee? The answer is no, unless you have Allstate, because no other insurance company makes that promise. And you can get a quick quote on home and car insurance from the Benjamin Allstate Insurance Agency with two convenient offices. The main office across from Dowling Village and their new office, 72 South Main Street, South Bellingham. Pull out your current insurance policy page and see how much you'll save by switching to the Benjamin Allstate Agency. And let's talk about Allstate's claim satisfaction guarantee, which means you get your money back, no questions asked, included free with your standard Allstate policies. Kara Benjamin and her staff ready to serve you in person or by telephone. Call 401-765-5000. Puts you in touch with either office. Let's talk about savings with Allstate home and car insurance. Remember, you're in good hands with Allstate. Charlie's Tire and Service Center in Bellingham is the go-to shop for all your tire and mechanical needs. Serving Bellingham, Franklin, Blackstone, and nearby communities for well over 40 years. We specialize in tires, wheel alignments, and general auto maintenance and repair. South Main Street at Route 126 in Bellingham. Open Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5 Saturdays till noon. Stop in and talk to our service manager at Charlie's Tire and Service Center. Call us at 508-883-1211 and make an appointment. You can check us out on Facebook, too. It's always nice when you go to our sponsors and say that, hey, I heard about you on WNRI. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Well, the panel on Mondays is yours truly, Dick Bouchard. I do this program solo, and I do a tremendous amount of research for you and try to give you some things to think about and talk about here on the radio as the week, well, unfolds. Hey, the New York Post came out yesterday with a story that is rattling public school teachers' unions. In a nutshell, the story reveals that the 49 charter, charter schools in New York City are outperforming the public schools there. Charter schools in the U.S. are significantly outperforming their traditional public school peers across the nation. And by particularly wide margins in New York City and some other urban areas, areas uh, an exclusive new study was done by Stanford University, and it reveals this is not a fluke, said Margaret Raymond, director of the prestigious uh, Stanford University Center for Research on Educational Outcomes, that did the study. It seems the charter school sector, she says, has improved across the nation. The New York results are among the best in the country, she added. Previous national research from a decade ago showed the learning gap between traditional and charter students was much narrower, particularly in reading, with public school kids actually slightly ahead in math. And that was then. Raymond says this is now, noting the learning loss experienced by students during COVID-19, said the new study reveals massive strides by charter schools in recent years. It indicates that elected officials and educational policy makers have got to take a serious look at expanding charter schools or somehow replicating their success. I called up the national findings this morning, and guess what I found? The, Nash, the Blackstone Valley Mayoral Prep Charter School was a national leader, one of 363 schools compared with one another nationwide. And Stanford found its performance was among the best in 29 states, scoring 99 reading days of learning and 155 days of math learning after analyzing test results from 4 million students. The days of reading and math learning are far and above most of the other 363 charter schools studied. And I looked at them all this morning. Thank you to the New York Post and Stanford University for this revealing study. Now, the Stanford researchers were analyzing these test results from 2015 to 2019 from 29 states and that included Rhode Island, New York City, and Washington, D.C., and translated gains into equivalent days of learning for students. 
Now, according to the research, I'll give you a little more detail now. Overall, the charter school students in New York City and D.C. performance reflected the equivalent of 16 days more of learning on average in reading than their traditional local public schools. They call them TPSs. Now, compared to traditional TPSs, charter school students on average had 29 days of reading growth per year and 28 additional days of growth in math. But the BV Mayoral Academy, BV standing for Blackstone Valley, Mayoral Academy charter school kids exceeded national averages by gaining an additional 155 days in math compared to their local district peers. And the BV, the Blackstone Valley Mayoral Academy charter students outlearned their counterparts in reading by 99 days. In reading, New York City all by itself outpaced by 42 days, while their upstate charter students exceeded <clears throat> the learning of traditional public school by 75 days. So you notice that we beat out both of them. I think we did terrific. I am so proud of the Blackstone Valley mayoral prep for scoring so well. And Stanford University told us all about it. You want to read all about it yourself? Well, what you got to do is go to thelibertydaily.com, which is where I found that story. And it was the New York Post who originally drafted the story. Hat tip to you all. Did you know that Texas is going to try to deter illegals from crossing the Rio Grande River, separating Mexico from Texas? What are they going to do? They're going to place four-foot-wide floating balls, which spin when somebody tries to climb them. It's unclear if that'll deter swimmers from diving underneath the giant balls as well. The first of several such barriers will be installed next month at Eagle Pass. The first leg of the project will be a 1,000-foot-long string of those four-foot balls, according to the Texas Department of Public Safety. The state is spending $1 million on the project. Governor Abbott signed six bills that included funding the floating barriers. Another compensates landowners for property damages caused by illegals. And the third... The legislation further declares Mexican drug cartels as foreign terrorists. Had you really heard about this before now? My source, 100percentfedup.com. Did you know that the Netherlands seems to be the country that has the tallest men on earth these days, averaging six feet tall, while the average height of American males and Great Britain males is about my height, 5'10". That's the average. The height data is just for men who were born, though, in 1996. I was born in 1938. DailyMail.com. Hey, it was six months ago when I tipped off my upfront listeners about LIV Golf. In case you missed it, and by the way, LIV Golf has made big news now that they've joined up with the PGA. But I told you about LIV Golf last January. And this is what I reported exclusively on January 30th, 2023. Here's what I reported. Quote, I was surprised to see LIV Golf take the place of my local Rhode Island news on Channel 12 Friday night. So I figured there's a lot going on behind the scenes, as I learned Saturday morning. It seems like LIV PGA Golf Tour that was only available on YouTube channel in the U.S. before the deal was struck on January 19th with Nextar, who just happens to own Channel 12, Channel 11, and I bet you didn't know they also own News Nation. They have a contract to air. 14 LIV golf tournaments annually. So the 6 o'clock news report was moved to Channel 11 on my cock service, and LIV golf replaced the 6 p.m. news on Channel 12. That was a first. The information behind all this was buried in a story that I found that was written by The Hollywood Reporter that Saudi Arabia and its sovereign wealth fund have quietly and in some cases not so quietly built a multi-billion dollar foothold in Hollywood and is now moving into American television. Four years after the 
Much of the industry had cut ties with the country in response to the murder of a Washington Post columnist. This time around, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, overseen by the crown prince there and other Saudi-affiliated firms, appeared to be betting that live entertainment, rich financial investments in U.S. sports can be the gateway to the American market. But LIV is just a small piece of the puzzle being constructed by the Saudis. The PIF has been cited as a potential buyer for the WWE, and uh, they're exploring their options with them. They already host a major event in Saudi Arabia each year called the Crown Jewel. In case you're wondering, as I was, why golf displaced the 6 p.m. Channel 12 Friday Night News, that's the rest of the story. That story was dug up by yours truly, Dick Bouchard, January 30th. My source at that time was the thecitizenfreepress.com. Hey, did you know that American bankers have shut down almost 10,000 bank branches since 2019? And that leaves scores of communities without access to basic financial services. The number of branches closing has steadily accelerated since 2019, as banks increasingly turn toward digital services. In-person services provide a lifeline for customers looking to speak to an advisor, access cash, or even deposit a check. As of April this year, there do remain 78,475 branches across the country serving customers and a legacy of large and smaller banks. Branch closures hit a record high last year. A study by the Federal Reserve shows a 12.4% jump in digital transactions in the first quarter of 2020 alone. But some customers may be reluctant to use Internet banking or may have limited access to these services, making them more reliant on the physical outlets. The closures are not limited to small banks in rural communities. They're also happening to large legacy banks in highly populated areas. My source, DailyMail.com. Hey, I try every week to provide you with a story about artificial intelligence. This week, I learned that AI generated a sermon that was listened to by hundreds of Germans in Bavaria. The chat GPT chatbot personified by different avatars on a huge screen above the altar was led by was watched by some 300 people in attendance it was 40 minutes of prayer and music and sermons and blessings it drew such immense interest that people had formed a long line outside the 19th century uh, uh, gothic building an hour before the service began yeah they were in line to go in the believers and curiosity seekers in the church listened attentively as the artificial intelligence preached about leaving the past behind, focusing on the challenges of the present, overcoming fear of death, and never losing trust in Jesus Christ. The entire service was led by four different avatars on the screen, two young men and two young men. And two young men, two young women. At times, the AI-generated avatar inadvertently drew laughter when it used platitudes and told churchgoers with a deadpan expression that in order to keep our faith, we must pray and go to church regularly. One churchgoer complained the avatars showed no emotions at all, had no body language, and were talking so fast and monotonously that it was very hard for me to concentrate on what they said. Thought you'd find that interesting from whatfinger.com and U.S. News and World Report. Now, let's see. I've got a quickie for you. Uh, every time I get one of these blue sheets from what used to be National Grid and is now Rhode Island Energy, I'd like to share it with you. This is where our electricity came from as of April of 2023. And... I put this into my computer, into Excel, and I have this information for you. From Muni, solid waste, no change at 0.1%. From biomass, 0.1%, uh, no change. Trash to energy, 1.1%, but no change. Now, starting off with diesel, we went down 0.2% to 1.7% diesel. 3% of our electricity came from uh, hydro, and that's down... 0.7 percent 
Solar was up by 1.5% and is now 7% of our source. Oil was down by 0.4% and now at 5.9%. Wind was up by 1.3%, bringing it to 9.2%. Landfill gas was up by 3.2%, up to 7.3%. Coal was down by 0.3%. Actually, no correction. It was unchanged at 0.3%. Imported power, however, was down by 1.6%, coming in at 12.1%. Nuclear, down by 0.5%, down to 5.6%. So what's the number one source of energy for electricity? Here it is. Natural gas, 47.6%, and that's down by 2.5%. From the previous report. So you add all of that up. It comes to 100%. And by the way. Fossil fuel. Continues to be. The majority of where we get our electricity from. Adding up to 62.8%. Compared to 62.7%. From the previous report. You want to know how much trouble it is to prepare that report? Let me tell you, it's difficult, but I do it for you. So I want you to know that Joe Biden is an idiot when he really, all he's got to do is read this sheet and realize that fossil fuel to this day adds up to 62.1% of how we get our electricity generated here, right here in Rhode Island. Just Read the facts. It comes with your electric bill in case you want to read it. It's in blue, and it's entitled Electricity Facts. Well, as of 2 p.m. following the John DePietro show, I'm going to be filling in for John Dion, 2 to 4 p.m., who told me for the first time in recent history he's going to be attending a funeral, that of his sister-in-law. John normally stays away from funerals, he has told me, in the past. So I'm pleased to uh, say that I'll come back this afternoon and fill in for John, and I hope that you and your friends will also join me for those two hours. And by the way, right after my show this morning, I hope I have this right, you should stay tuned for Kim Garno, who works very hard to prepare her every other Monday program. And after that, we have Joey Gallant coming in to bring you up to date on the Red Sox and the Miami Heat-Denver basketball playoffs and a lot more. All right? So I want to thank you so, so much for listening. I appreciate your phone calls. I appreciate the fact that you tell friends. And now let me tell you, I, I do a lot of yard sales and people at yard sales. I listen to your Monday morning program, Dick. <laughs> and I, I want to thank you so much for doing that because, uh, you know, it encourages me to continue doing all the research. It takes about 10 hours of research to produce what I've just given to you in about 50 some odd minutes. Uh, it's a lot of work and I do it uh, basically from 3 to 5, 5 to 6 o'clock in the morning, uh, Thursday, Friday and Saturday and sometimes on Sunday. So, uh, did you learn anything this morning? Well, I hope you did. And I thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our program. W-N-R-I.